0: Welcome to Wrestling Conversations. I'm your host, Matthew Berggren, and our guest today is Garrett Gonzalez. So Garrett is one of the founders of the Fight Game Media Network. Um, you can hear some of his podcasts, um, including the Fight Game podcast with John LaRocca. Also, you can hear him as part of the Wrestling Observer team. He's on Wrestling Observer Radio with Dave Meltzer on Fridays. And you can also hear him on We're Live, Pal with Andrew Zarian. So we get into um You know, his start in podcasting, what things he's doing now. Um, Also some good tips for people that are interested in starting their own podcasting or really any type of content creation. Um, So give this great conversation a listen. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 4 of Wrestling Conversations. Our guest today, Garrett Gonzalez. Garrett, thanks for coming on. Hey, man. I'm I'm glad. Number 4, Episode 4. We're so early into the game
1: here. I'm honored to be guest number 4.
0: Hey, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, still trying to figure things out, but um, yeah, I thought you'd be a great guest to have on. So I wanted to start. This is kind of old news at this point a little bit, um, but you recently returned from Vegas. I yes. know that you definitely have shared your thoughts about kind of the show, but um, how was the trip? I know you've kind of shared probably plenty already, but any highlights for you? Trip
1: was fun because... It's this special, this specific weekend for Las Vegas is not just Double or Nothing, but it's also the convention for the F4W community, something I've been a part of since 2005, if you can imagine that. So there are people who I had dinner with on the Saturday before uh, Double or Nothing and uh, Jason uh, Robar, who is a part of the website, he's been a part of the website Ah, uh, in the community for, I think he said he came in early '06. So if I came in in summer of '05, he and I have been in some way or another communicating for like 17 years through message boards, through Twitter, through Discord. So that's really what makes that weekend special for me. Is the the wrestling shows are, are great, you know. I, I but I've been to a ton of wrestling shows. The the key thing for me is to be able to see people that I don't don't get to see you know except for maybe once a year if I'm lucky. Jason comes all the way from uh, Canada. I want to say is he? I I can't think of the province, but he's so so you know he comes from far away, and so it's it's really cool to be able to see people like him mm-hmm. uh, who sure. you know who who have been a part of this community for a long time.
0: I've, I mean, I've heard of the convention for years. I've never never been myself. So for somebody that's never been, kind of explain to me kind of what what happens during these conventions.
1: So we all just kind of dove in. You know, we, we all kind of just made the, the leap and we're like, this is kind of weird. These are people who I've never met. And you just kind of settle in for an hour and you, you feel welcome immediately. And you kind of forget about you know, why you were maybe apprehensive in the first place. I'll give you an example. Somebody who was a friend of mine today, this, we're, we're talking probably, gosh, it's probably been six or seven years ago now. He had uh, gotten, I think he was in a breakup with a significant other, and he was kind of depressed a little bit. And on a, on a lark, he just decided to drive down from the Bay Area to Las Vegas, which is probably about a, I don't know, nine or 10 hour drive. And he's like, you know, I know this convention is is going on. I've always wanted to do this. This is the right time. He There was only a couple people who really knew who he was at that point because he wasn't super active on back then what would have been the message board. I don't communicate on that message board anymore, but that was kind of the way that we did it. And, you know, he tells his story as we're at dinner and everybody embraces him. And he's from the same area as I'm from, and so immediately I go, okay, like you're a wrestling fan, you're out this way, you're gonna be a part of our group. And he's been a part of our group since then, and you know the the Bay Area group. So you know immediately was like, hey, you want to go to Dave's house and watch wrestling? And my 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 podcast partner John Larocca, you, you know, and now he and this guy uh, by the name of David Rubio are are really you know they're they're really 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 good friends. So it's just stuff like that where you kind of go on a lark, you, you know, if you're anxious about big crowds and stuff, I get it completely. But, you know, people definitely make you feel very welcome because everyone sort of has been there before. You know, it's oh, it's my first time. And so they remember what it's like and they try to
0: make it super friendly and super helpful and super comfortable for everybody sure sure and i live in and garrett you don't know this i live in fargo north dakota where we don't have a lot going on <laughs> around here so everything would have to be a probably a flight or a very long drive but at some point i need to make it out to something like that that would be pretty cool yeah just come out and you know it, it, it's not i'm i'm not saying that there
1: aren't difficulties cuz it's a little expensive it's vegas right you got to you got to plan it you got to be willing to have the time off from whatever you do for a living and Uh, But it's worth it. And even worse, it it becomes a little addictive because you can't wait till the next one. And so, uh, you know, it's it's just a fun time. And I enjoy community. My background is in Internet community. Those were my first real jobs uh, as a career were in Internet community. So I kind of embrace it, but I definitely understand where it's a little apprehensive for some people.
0: Sure, sure. So I want to kind of jump in. I'm not sure if you've had this happen where people interview you for things that you've kind of done in your career and covering wrestling and other combat sports, but where did that start for you? Was it with the blog? Is that where it started or was it before that?
1: Uh, so I have a degree in journalism, radio TV journalism from uh, San Jose State, and I learned very early on that I was more than likely not going to pursue a career career. Because it was the late 90s, early 2000s, the internet boom was happening. And that just seemed like a much more exciting place to be rather than in radio, which back then was kind of old and stodgy and like, you know, just old school and old style. And a lot of people who were uh, very happy to keep their job for a very long time and very hard to move up. And But, you know, I, I really loved radio. I grew up listening to the sports station out here, KMBR 680. And I thought, you know, I really want to work there when I get old enough and internship. So I interned there and then I worked there on the weekends for a couple years. And I think I got my fix and I understood what it was and just decided, OK, I want to move in this direction. So knowing that I was no longer going to be in in media or I didn't plan on being in media. I just had it kind of as a a hobby on the side, uh, writing blog, uh, fightgamemedia.com, which is not super active right now because we're trying to figure out what to do with it. But that originally was fightgameblog.com until we changed the URL. And that was me and a couple of other guys who I met through the F4W community. And we were trying to do as much writing as possible. And we were playing that whole game, chasing that blog game back in like probably 2008, 2009. And then I started screwing around with podcasts a little bit for that website. They were not very widespread. It was kind of like practicing. Mm -hmm. And once we were doing that and kind of getting the hang of that, and I was just like, yeah, you know, at some point, I would like to do this as a hobby. I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, I work. Uh, at a company uh, next door which i am technically a co-founder of so you know small company working crazy hours this passionate hobby of mine wasn't going to get a lot of love until uh until it it was able until i was able to get a lot of love so the way it happens is i uh i'm doing a podcast on the side with my co-host john larocca we've we just mentioned, uh, cause it's, it's now on F4W online right. did not mm-hmm. start there. And we just mentioned on the last episode we recorded that we made some changes. We revised it a little bit and I, I called it 5.0 because we've just adjusted and, and changed things to fit what, you know, fit kind of what is going on. And so it was like really early in that. And so I had that podcast and then, you know, I, we, we both are, are friends of, of Dave Meltzer's And uh, Brian Alvarez is having his second child and he's like, hey, can you cover me uh, for some of these shows and uh, do these shows with Dave? And I was like, "Okay." And I was really apprehensive early on because I didn't know I wanted the quality of the show to be high, but I couldn't match what Brian does because Brian does it for a living. And he's uh, a audio whatever you audio file or whatever you call it for people sure. who really are into the audio stuff. And so the, for the you know, the first, probably the first couple of months of the shows that I was doing with Dave were pretty shaky audio wise, but Brian worked with me and we got, you know, we, we got some acceptable audio on my end. And then once I started doing that, I thought, huh, you know, we can, I can do this in a different way. And the pandemic hits and I have some friends who, are into it from the passion side like me and I'm like hey do you guys want to do something like some of them had lost their jobs or weren't able to work because of the pandemic and I was like why don't we try and create something so we created a podcast network which is still going strong and it's actually where we're actually we're hitting our highest number of downloads per month like every month at Mm -hmm. this point which is fun to see I know it's not going to last but it's really fun to see And so we're just like a connected community of people who know each other. A lot of us have met each other through F4W online. Uh, Ryan Frederick, who writes in the Observer for Dave, he writes the UFC show reports and Paul Fontaine, who also writes rating stuff for the website and, you know, a bunch of other people who I just met through community and created my own community to bring in new people. And, and then we just kind of were off to the races now. You know, the Dave's the stuff I do, Wrestling Observer Radio is the most high level, you know, because that's like the it podcast right. in the industry. Yeah, yeah. And Doesn't so to get be able much to higher than that. To be able to do that, like I just, you know, one, it's luck and it's um who you know and you know, sort of meeting at the right time and being dependable person and, and all that. And um so I don't take that for granted at all. But I also enjoy building things and I enjoy doing things, you know, kind of from scratch. So having the fight game media network and we also have a Patreon and doing the the stuff with Dave and the Observer and having our podcast fight game podcast on there. And then I've also done some stuff with my son on the side and and a buddy out of college uh, for Bay Area support. So I have another network. And so, you know, I have a job. I have kids, I have stepkids. I've been, you know, n- remarried for uh two and a half years, almost three years coming up. And so any sort of extra time I have is just devoted to podcasting and doing stuff both in in wrestling and in uh, in sports. So, you know, it's kind of funny because you think when you're when you're younger, you're like, man, I'm so busy, I'm so tired. As, you know, as you get older, you think, oh, you know, maybe it'll get easier. It doesn't get easier. You just do more stuff because you have more interest and you gain more interests. And as long as you have fun with it, like it's you just do it and do it and do it. And and maybe if you're lucky, you, you can make a little money off of it. But it's really a passion play, you know, for the most part. Sure, sure.
0: So I'm I'll turn 26 here pretty, pretty soon. I'm at that stage in my life where I think I'm busy, but I don't have any kids. I am married. <laughs> just finished up grad school and I'm Congrats. like, oh, oh, thank you. It's a lot of works, but yeah, I'm at that point where like I think I'm busy and I'm trying to squeeze in. Okay. Trying to start a podcast, a couple episodes and it's definitely, yeah, it's a lot of work. So you've got a lot on your plate, <laughs> a lot on your plate right now. That's for sure.
1: Well, I always say if I can, so when I, when I was 22 going on 23, i had uh i was finishing college so i had 12 units of college uh, i was working 30 hours a week and i was interning on the side uh for uh for the weekend and i had a child on the way and i was just moved in with uh my ex-wife my kurt my now ex-wife And I I always go back to that moment. I go, you know, if I could if I could get through that point of my life where I don't even remember like us sleeping much because we were so busy then, everything else is just sort of doable, you know, Like because there are points in your life where you go, man, this is really hard. And when you come out of it, you're like, okay, like I have I have an example that I can use now to show myself, Okay, this thing is hard, but. I've done this and that was really hard. So I know I can do, you know, pretty much whatever I put my mind to.
0: Sure. Sure. Do you find that, um, do you find that podcasting and I've, and I've, again, I'm only four episodes in. So what do I know? But I found this even so far is podcasting has kind of been like a good, a a good outlet for me. Like I enjoy the research part of it. I enjoy actually doing interviews or, or whatever it is. Um, do you find that's the case for you? I look at it as in a couple
1: of different, Ways, uh, my my buddy John Rock and I, we do a podcast for the Patreon uh, on historical stuff. And that is a project, right? Because I am digging through observers. I'm digging through books. I'm digging through anything I can get my hands off from the time frame of WCW 1996 is essentially what we're doing right now. And so that is a project. And I like projects. There's a beginning to it. And then there's an end to it. Once you're done, you kind of go, okay, moving on to the next thing. But when you do a weekly show, you kind of have to look at every show as a small project. And then you get through that and then you go to the next one. You get through that and you go to the next one. Now, when you start doing them a little bit more and you get better at them and you sort of learn what you're good at, what maybe you still need to super research, and uh, you know you'll figure out your tempo and, and your rhythm. So uh, that I like I like having the sort of living, breathing thing, and that's why also I mentioned Fight Game Five because you're always adjusting. Mm-hmm. You if something is not quite working, you can always tinker. You can always tinker. The audience, you know, now the audience on on Wrestling Observer Radio. That that's a pretty big audience. So changing what Brian did into and making that show slightly different, like that was a risk in of itself for me, because Brian and Dave are the uh Mike Francesa and Chris Mad Dog Russo. You know, of pro wrestling. Now they're not as cantankerous as those guys. Those, so, you know, Brian Brian can get a little <laughs> mad dog on us every once in a while. But like, the, you have your you have your historical voices and and acts, and you know Avid and Costello, um, you know Howard Stern and Robin Quivers. Like you have like these voices who are so familiar, and then somebody comes in, Artie Lang, and changes things up, and and some of the audience is going to pull back and go, whoa. That's not the familiar familiarity that I am used to and that I'm comfortable with. And that makes me feel like home. So I went into this thing with Dave thinking like, okay, If I'm just pinch hitting for Brian, I will try and do it. Like Brian would, but um, I don't even want to put my personality out there that much because, you know, this is this is like a pinch hitting role. It's like a guest role. But then when Dave kept wanting to do them and, you know, I guess I gave Brian a night off, essentially, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, then I kind of have to make it a little bit different from what I am interested in and how I want to do the show. Um, Dave, he likes the way that he likes to go through topics is more of a journalistic way of going through topics. Like you'll hear him and Brian. And Brian goes through a show like a recapper or mm-hmm. a reviewer or a critic. Like that's how Brian sees doing a podcast. And Dave sure. goes through it going, like, nope, we gotta have the most important thing first. And then, you know, who cares about Monday Night Raw? We're just recapping a show that everyone watched. That could go last. And that's how he sees things. So he and I have this a similar mindset because you know, I'm, I'm a journalism major too. So that was easy for me to go, yeah, this is how we do it. Now, there are other things that I like talking about that Dave really likes talking about that Brian has no interest in and really not a lot of knowledge in. Just really like mm-hmm. sports and sports media. Sure. And that stuff is like catnip for Dave. He he just wants to talk about more about that stuff. A lot of times when you go, all right, now we got to talk about this wrestling thing. He's like, ah, you know, yeah. really, yeah. do we have to talk about that? But so that is an, an added insight. Now, there are some people when I when I bring up something sports media related, they frown and they're like, oh, gosh, do we have to talk about sports? This is a wrestling podcast. And so, I'll, you know, if I'm doing a, a video show, I'll be in the comments with them going like, you know, chill. This is going to make sense. It relates to what we're right, talking sure. about. We're not just bringing up sports for the sake of bringing up sports. This is a business it's a sports business podcast. That's how Dave sees himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see himself as a wrestling writer. He sees himself as a sports business journalist, sure. and so that is the that is the way that I take that show, and I want to make it a sports business podcast, but about wrestling and the wrestling industry. So, um, it's you know, it, it was a, it's a work in progress, and I still think it's a work in progress. There are things that. I want to do better. And there are things that, you know, I'm like, "Mm, you know, we kind of do this, maybe we should do it in this, in this way, but that audience, because it is so giant, I also have to think about it in that sense of like, if we make a change and it doesn't work, there's going to be a very loud, you know, reaction to it. So I have to be, I have to be very cognizant of that.
0: Sure. Sure. I mean, I personally, I like the variation of having you in there and having, you know, everyone else that jumps and you guys have rotating guests and Brian is there X amount of days a week. Um, but what is it What is it like working with Dave? Because he's somebody that is probably pretty polarizing too. And I feel like he gets a, like a bad rap in a lot of ways because like if you guys speculate about something, he's just commenting on it. But then you see that posted somewhere, oh, Dave reported <laughs> this. Well, no, he, if you list, actually listen yeah. to it, it's not him reporting that. It's, oh, he's speculating on something. But if you were to listen, that's clear. But if you read a headline... It's not have you I mean seen obviously a lot of that and experienced that?
1: it it is a hard balance I think and it's a new balance in that reporters they are not necessarily asked for analysis you know in their reporting. It's like you have in, in old school newspapers like here's the beat reporter and here's the analyst. And here's the opinionated columnist. Right. Like that's that's kind of the difference in in newspapers. You had the guy on the beat, factual information, and then you have the opinion on a topic. And that's how they differentiated in in newspaper. Mm -hmm. And so if you are a beat reporter. And then you wrote your opinion, someone would go. Well, that's not why we read you. We don't read you for your opinion because it frustrates somebody. We read you for your reporting. And so it's a really hard line. And I think what has happened is with podcasting and just in general with people in media becoming voices, bigger voices than maybe a newspaper is um, or can be today because newspapers are are not really newspapers like when I was younger. You are asked to do multiple things. I remember when I was in college, uh, they someone had come in, maybe someone from ESPN or something, and, and she's like, you know, the industry has changed so much since I first got into it. She's like, you know, when I would go out on the beat, I would have me, and I would have a cameraman, and I would have a lighting person. So there's three people on this story. And she's like, now I am the beat reporter? I am the camera person and I am the lighting person. And I was like, wow. And so it was sort of a de-investment into news because efficiency and the bottom line of how many people you had to pay, you know, sort of ruled local news. So that, you know, just being able to do multiple things is, is kind of the way that it started happening. And, you know, Dave has always had an opinion if his observer was reporting but it was also analysis on the numbers mm-hmm. because he was making sense of things at the same time as he was reporting so he's always kind of been both yeah but um when the what what runs today in wrestling is speculation and scoops and that's what people pay for so if you have random wrestling website they don't they'll they'll take the hit they'll take the credibility hit for maybe not being perfect on what the reporting was or what the comment was knowing that they're going to get more page views by doing it this way and that's an ethics thing it's also a an unprofessional thing but mm-hmm. if you're getting clicks you're getting clicks and that's what people see as sort of the the rule there um and you know, that's why I really respect folks like uh, Sean Rossap, um, Mike Johnson, as far as his reporting is. I don't know him personally. I know Sean a little bit. Um, obviously, Dave. Um, you know, there are some people who, who do a really good job. And there are others who will always stay at a certain level because they're doing it in, in a way that is, is probably maybe a little beneficial to to their bottom line in the beginning, but it's just not going to last because they don't have the passion for it and they don't have the, the know-how and the knowledge and the professionalism. So that's why I really respect those guys is because they're in it for the long run. Like, this is Sean Ross Sapp's career. This is Mike Johnson's career. These guys are doing it for a living. They're doing it to support their families. Um, and Dave kind of paved the way for that. Uh, but you also have this other new sort of generation of uh people at the ringer like one of my really good friends he is the basketball and wrestling podcast manager at the ringer and like that's a job that doesn't exist 10 years ago Yeah, oh yeah and he also has a podcast now you know i do the podcast with dave and that's kind of like the you know, it, it really is the the big podcast when it comes to kind of wrestling news and because it's tied to Dave and the Observer and information. But from an entertainment aspect, like the Ringer does an exceptional job with their podcast and actually making money off of the off of the podcast. So there are now so many different opportunities that you can get in and and get in the door on. And if you're willing to for it to be a passion, there's just countless things that you can do like this podcast, right? This podcast is a passion play for you. Right now, if you decided, well, this is, this is what I want my career to be. You're going to have to, you know, hustle really hard in order to make a dent and that's, you know, and that, and then, then it's really about who's the strongest to survive. Who's got the resources, who's got the know-how, who's the savviest, who is, is willing to take chances. Like there's a whole bunch of things involved in that, but If it's just a passion your passion can go for as long as
0: you're passionate about it sure sure and you mentioned mike johnson and i i don't know mike super well i've i've helped out with a couple small things here and there and he's been nothing but super nice so if you ever get a chance to meet him he's a nice guy that's for sure
1: i i know somebody who knows mike johnson very well and who is not fond of mike johnson personally so Mm, if i was to meet him i would love to meet him okay as you know professionally but I just can't let my buddy know cuz he'll be really mad at he me. Might be
0: upset. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but I I mean I think Mike is Mike is really good. I have been I've actually been reading Mike longer than I've been reading Brian because mm-hmm. one wrestling and pro wrestling insiders goes back further than uh than Brian does in, in the print uh mm-hmm the website right. portion of it. Cause sure. Brian comes around in 2005. I had heard Brian on IATA before that, but I'm talking sure. about like from the, from the reading his his work aspect. So I go quite a ways back with Mike Johnson. Sure.
0: Sure. Uh, so one thing I was going to ask too, is kind of in this day and age where there are so many podcasts out there, you could listen to a podcast about just about anything, anything, but in the wrestling space too, there's a lot of shows. How do you feel like you go about like standing out from other shows that are that are out there right now
1: this is a question that i just asked john alba who does shows with eric bischoff with matt hardy and john alba is a professional at this like he is a professional yeah. host podcast host he's really good at yeah, he's good. that he's trained to do it and you know he when i asked him this he said you know really you kind of have to find something that is different enough to separate yourself, but you also just have to be really good. And what does really good mean? For some people, really good would be comedy. Like my, one of my favorite podcasts ever in the wrestling realm was MLW Radio with Court Bauer, MSL, and Conan. And I I recently interviewed Conan with Dave, and off air I told him. I was like, man, that podcast was so good. And he started laughing because he was like, we can't do that today. Like, we would get canceled doing that show as we did it. He said, it's impossible to do that show today. So I'm remembering the good times, but it was comedy that was comedy for a time place and not really for today. So even if you are funny, funny is uh, super subjective to, to time place as well. Uh, do you have the best information uh do you have the, the chemistry with a co-host like there are all of those things that are involved and and you know i i only have knowledge of what i do and also from the the network the fight game media network when i listen to to shows or when i try and put people together i immediately just think of like does it sound like these people have fun together? Because that's the kind of stuff that I like listening to. Right. I don't like hearing hosts bicker. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't disagree on stuff. This is not a, you know, dis- you know the, the, it, it's sort of like um, improv comedy in, in a sense, right? Is you want, you don't want to hear them argue. But at the same time, when you're debating, when you're having civil debate, you can disagree because sometimes it strengthens the other person's argument because they go, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Well, now let me think about this a little bit more, and here's really uh, what I meant to say. Uh, so it's you know I I just like it when the chemistry is great, and you know one of the bigger compliments that you know people can give you if you do a show with another person is you guys sound like you're really friends. And I'm like, well, yeah, we are. So that helps. (laughs) You know, It helps if you're a friend and and you really respect the other person. Um, It's like, you know, the other one is, you know, it almost sounds like I'm just observing a conversation that you would have in real life together. And that's kind of what Wrestling Observer Radio is for me with Dave is because when I first met Dave, I was the person who was going up to him and asking him very thoughtful questions, and he just decided to stick around whenever we would have a conversation. So, you know, I think some of it was also because uh, I have. I'm, I'm a little. I'm fairly well rounded in that I have grown up, you know, having kids at a very young age, uh, working in the Silicon Valley, growing companies working on on projects like that and then at the same time um just being a, a a very passionate sports fan so understanding sports business so all of those things for whatever reason you know Dave and I just really got along um but yeah you know just you have to you have to have something that you're really good at or that your show is really good at and a lot of times it's it's really chemistry now you know, some people are very good at doing uh, shows by themselves. I find it, I find that I'm terrible at that. It's almost uncomfortable for me to do shows by myself. But if I have someone to interview, then I love it. And if I have someone to discuss a topic with, I love it. But if I have to go out, you know, so one of my friends, Denise Salcedo, yeah, who sure. she is awesome at doing these solo shows. She also is good at hosting and having a guest. But I look at those solo shows that she does where she just reviews Smackdown and you know she's got her commentary from her comments on YouTube kind of running on the side. And I'm just amazed at that because I go, wow, I I would just feel like I'm you know, tying up my own tongue trying to say all the things that she's able to say. So, you know, whatever it is, you have to have a, an edge, you have to be good at sort of one thing to separate yourself. And it's kind of hard to find it. You know, you you have to ask for feedback and, you know, get people to listen and be open to listening to critiques and you know, take the good, the good feedback and take that and go, okay, maybe we can do this even more. This is what people like. So you have to be able to adjust. And one of the major flaws in in doing this in any content creation whatsoever, not just podcasting, is putting out the same thing. And just waiting for it to explode because more Mm -hmm. than likely it's not going to explode if it hadn't already. And just just being, you know what, we're just going to keep doing this, going to keep doing this, going to keep doing this and seeing the same amount of feedback or seeing the same amount of views or whatever. That's really hard. And that's why I think, you know, if you're willing to adjust and and just kind of like, you know, turn that screw until it's super tight. Without stripping it, that's kind of the key to the whole thing. And, you, and that's, you have to be open to ideas.
0: Sure, sure. Well, you've been very gracious with your with your time, uh, Garrett, so I want to thank you again for that. So be- before we get out of here, though, I want you to kind of just give anyone that's listening that maybe hasn't checked out um, Fight Game Media, what kind of shows do you guys offer?
1: Originally, the original idea of Fight Game Media, uh, I-, I wanted the fightgame.com com url which was not available it is the url or it was the url to an old boxing message board that didn't even have any new posts in Mm. forever but i couldn't get it the idea was to be a multi combat sports website um and now podcast network and we still sort of sit there we have uh an, an mma podcast called in the clinch ryan frederick and paul fontaine and we have a boxing podcast called pound for pound with uh, robert silva who's a who's a historian but every other show we have is pro wrestling Mm -hmm. and it's joshi with uh, scott edwards or it's the power bombshells which is exclusive to our youtube page with uh, uh, mel gray and sam shipman sam sam is the person that you hear on the aew uh, calls where she kind of make sure to get in questions about women's wrestling that sure. sometimes Tony doesn't really want to answer, but right. you know, he's, he's gracious enough <laughs> to answer because she, you know, she asked some hard questions for yeah. him. Oh yeah.
0: I've heard some uh, of those questions.
1: Good <laughs> um, questions. And, and so, you know, it just became a little bit more focused on pro wrestling, but we tried to give a variety. There's a, we, we have Fumi Saito and Justin Nipper do a show about Japanese history, uh, Japanese wrestling history. And, you know, so we're just trying to give people variety. Uh, you're not going to hear a segment on one show that you hear the exact same segment on the next show. Um, you know, we, we we try to be very respectful to each other's um, genres and topics. Uh, but the thing about the Fight Game Media Network is you get a, sh- a brand new show every day. So there are some podcast feeds where, you know, you'll get a show or two a week and, in some cases, that's enough. With us, we wanted to pretty much have a show every day, including the weekends. And what I always tell people is, there's sometimes there's anxiety around your feed just filling up and you not getting to it. And I say it doesn't hurt our feelings if you're like i've I'm subscribing to these two shows, and these other six I don't listen to. Delete them. I don't, I don't care at all. Like I want people to get what they get out of it. And th- there shouldn't be, you know, any uh, anxiety around someone's feed building up. So, you know, we really just try and uh, have high quality audio. Um, we have a YouTube channel as well. So you could see clips and there, like I said, there are a couple shows that are YouTube exclusive. Uh, Speaking of strong styles, another show that we do on YouTube, which is about new Japan pro wrestling. So Ultimately, I would say we try to give a ton of variety, we're consistent, we don't drop shows. If we have to, you know, if we need a host that needs a week off, we'll substitute something else in there. So we just want to be that consistent that consistent network in the feed that people can rely on. If you're, you know, if you're just like, "Oh man, it's Sunday afternoon and I'm kind of bored." Boom, there's going to be a show there or two if you didn't listen to Saturday. So we're just trying to be kind of that that uh, that reminder that consistent reminder that there's always something for people to listen to cuz the one thing i really love about podcasts is i don't have to actively listen i can do a chore i can wash the dishes and it's like a companion is with me at all times mm-hmm. um, the, the you know a lot of times in the evening you know my wife goes to bed really early you know my stepkids go to bed you know, for, for school the next day. And for, you know, for three or four hours, if I'm up late, I'm the only one that's awake and it could be kind of quiet and creepy in the house. And so, but if I have my phone, then I got a podcast going. And it's just like, Oh, I, I have a, I have a friend right next to me who at whatever show I'm listening to. So that's kind of the key for us is we just want to be sort of that friend in your, in your pocket, on your phone that you can rely on. Sure. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at fight game media, Um, the, uh, subscribing on Apple and Spotify really helps us also, you know, throwing up that review really helps us. And then the Patreon is patreon.com front slash fight game media. We do have a couple of Patreon exclusive shows. And if you're a AEW dynamite fan, we have a, a reaction show for every AEW dynamite that is up about three hours after the west or after the east coast viewing of that show so just we got a lot of stuff and you know i think we've created a very fun community we have a discord and if people want to get on the discord uh, you can hit me up gg at fightgamemedia
0: sure sure also i forgot to mention this check out we're live pal with garrett and Andrew's zarian too i forgot to mention that one i love you i love that show that's probably one of my favorites i i yeah i failed to mention
1: it and it's just because i'm doing a lot of things but yeah andrew is uh what a gem! What a what a fantastic <laughs> human Andrew Zarian is like. Just uh, and he and I didn't even really know each other before. I interviewed oh, really? him once. Okay. I interviewed him once, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to do a show with him?" And I'm like, "Sure!" Like he's a lot of fun, and we have similar backgrounds. Though I'm a little bit older than him. Um and man, i I love I love doing stuff with that guy. So he's he's absolutely fantastic.
0: Sure. I would not have guessed that 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 you talked before about chemistry with with like with the co-host. I would have guessed you guys have known each other for a long time because you guys can go back and forth. And yeah, that's definitely a good listen for sure.
1: You know, the the flexibility um is if you if you want to do this, if you want to be a podcast host, like say you, Matthew, like mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, like how do I get even more involved? I host a show with Dave in which I am sort of the audience. Like, that's how I look at myself as I am the audience asking Dave follow-up questions. That's just kind of how I see right. my role. Mm-hmm. But on the Fight Game podcast, I lead that show and I lead my co-host, John, because he's the one that, he, you know, he's got this interesting analysis being an ex-booker. And so I'm just kind of like, okay, here's the scene. Now you go. And that's kind of how I treat that. And with Andrew, it's like... I I mean, I I host that show as well, but it's more so so that I can set him up Mm -hmm. to get him to expound on something in his very entertaining way. So that's three different shows, and I have to be a different version of myself in those three different shows, A, to separate them, but also to bring out the best in the person i'm doing that show with so that is kind of the key in hosting all of these shows is i as the host have to be super flexible to who i'm talking to and uh if i was you know really stubborn about doing a show a specific way i don't think i could do the, all of those shows as well as i do them um without that flexibility Awesome. Awesome. Well, a good. You, a little lesson there at the end.
0: Hey, absolutely. That was going to be one of my questions at the end was, Oh, like what advice would you give? But I think you, I think you covered a lot of stuff for today. So that's, that's awesome for definitely that I can use, but other people listening that maybe have an interest in getting into podcasting or really any type of content creation too. So a lot of good nuggets there. So thank you. Um, well, you've been very gracious with your time, Garrett, I'm going to let you go, but thank you again for coming on the show.
1: All right. If you get to episode 25, I want to come back okay. for episode twenty-five. Okay. All right. All right. So that's a goal. You have okay. uh, you have twenty twenty-one more shows to to do, or twenty more shows to do, I guess. All before right. Before I come back on.
0: Sounds good. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. make it there. So. All right. All right. Thank you, Garrett. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. No problem. Thanks. Right. Thank you.